Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 436. My name is Brando. Welcome to the podcast, the rocket, oh, excuse me, I don't want to say that, the metal Hall of Fame, because oh, you're gonna, you're doing it right. We're going to get to that because I, it's part of a. So the CEO and the founder of the Metal Hall of Fame, Pat Giswaldo. And am I saying your last name properly? Sure are. Yep. So I guess I was alluding to my my clever uh, tie into everything because Happy New Year, first of all. Thank but, you. Happy New Year to you and all the listeners. Let's hope we're off to a great start for all of us. And my segue, and I guess it kind of leaked out of my brain, was it was your New Year's resolution to right every wrong of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because you're doing a pretty good job so far, uh, especially with this year's inductees, people who deserve to be in the other one, but we got the Metal Hall of Fame going that's doing it right. Yeah, that's all that matters. And, uh, you know, just so everybody knows, they, they really don't like us too much, and they called me up and said as much. So, Wow. All right. Well, we'll get to that. Because uh, we're going to talk about this year's uh, ceremony, January 24th at the Marriott Delta Grove uh, at, in Anaheim, California. And Eddie Trunk is not only hosting the thing, he's being inducted, and deservedly so, an ambassador of metal. And, and you know, just uh, as a radio guy, just growing up listening to him, he deserves it. Uh, and just some of the other inductees, Mick Mars, Sebastian Bach, Tim Ripper Owens, uh, Pen- Penelope Spheris, Biohazard. Just classic great names, and I'm glad they're getting the respect they deserve. But before all that, one little, a little bit more about you, Pat. Like, how did this start, this Metal Hall of Fame? Because this is the seventh annual, so there was nothing beforehand. So how did this creation come to be, and how did you uh, found the Metal Hall of Fame? Well... And actually, it's funny. It's all started when Deep Purple got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And um, I came home that night. That was obviously several years ago. And I was watching the rerun of it. I was eating a sandwich in my kitchen, watching my small TV. And some of the members are up. It muted you. I don't know why. <laughs> um, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame trying to shut you up. <laughs> yeah, right. And as it happened, uh, it was really weird because the camera kind of panned to the audience, right? And Ian Pace is up there with John Lord's widow. They're accepting. And the camera pans to the audience, and half the people are, like, asleep. Their head is on their wrist. Nobody's paying attention. And then a couple segments later, I think it was Easy e got inducted, and the place went crazy. Well, first of all, being a, a friend of John Lord and the guys in the band, number one, I really took that personally and number two i really thought it was disrespectful that you know nobody just really cared to one of the most prolific keyboard players of all time and you know so i thought right then and there i said you know something's got to be done about this for hard rock and metal bands and i said 
you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to call it the Metal Hall of Fame. And right in that 10-second time frame is when the whole thing came together. And that was in April and in Jan- or like May. And then in January, we had our first show that I put the whole thing together 3,000 miles away, which I do every year because I'm in Jersey. And uh, yeah, and, and, and off we went. And that's how the whole thing started. How do we, you even begin? I guess it might incorporate because you're, you're a drummer. You've worked with so many different artists. How do you start a foundation for that? Because that's got to be so overwhelming to create this entity. It's, 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 uh, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin to, to start, you know, uh, like having that first induction ceremony. Like, where do you even begin? Your role decks of, of, of rock and roll friends? Where do you go from there? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and thankfully, it did come together uh, fairly quickly and easily, thankfully. I mean, some years, even now, some years are are just, you know, very difficult because there's a lot of, th- well, that's a two-part question, right? So, uh, because I'm going to expand upon that in a minute, because the fans always want to know, well, how does somebody get inducted and what's the process? Right. So that'll segue into that in a minute. But yeah, I mean, uh, when I started making phone calls, I said, here's what I wanted to do. I put a board together of some of the top industry executives and some artists. And I said, here's what we need to do to help our genre of music. And uh, nobody's doing it. Nobody's never been done before. But, you know, we need to do it. And um, I sat down and started making some phone calls to the artists and the inductees and and then figuring out the planning of it. And then and then we just went and it went off like wildfire. Remind me, who was the very first inductee at the uh, for the Metal Hall of Fame? Oh well, was it? Well, of course, of course, we had to honor Ronnie James Dio and Randy Rhodes, right? Mm-hmm. So Wendy, Wendy Dio inducted Ronnie. Uh, we had Kathy and and Kelly Rhodes induct their brother Randy, which was great. We did the Sunset Strip. We did Scorpions. I think we did that year. Um, yeah, so we had a lot of major people. It was it was great. It was fantastic, and that would set the precedent for the for where we are today. It lives because the, the Metal Hall of Fame lives online. Is there a, is there an actual? Is that the goal? And forgive me, is there like a place you can go for the Metal Hall of Fame, or is it like the ceremony every year? And it's kind of a uh, yeah, more of like a ceremony sort of thing than rather a place to visit. Yeah, well, that's a great question, too. So we do have the annual gala every year. Right. But I also do one-off events, right? So we want to bring the Metal Hall of Fame to fans all over the world. I find that so important. That mm-hmm. may not be able to come to Anaheim. Um, so, and since there's there's millions, tens of millions of fans, more than that, right? Hundreds of millions all over the world. So um, I like to bring the Metal Hall of Fame on the road. So, for example, we inducted Judas Priest at Vakken in front of 80,000 people. We inducted Anthrax at Heavy Montreal in front of 40,000 people. We just did Halloween several months ago in New York City when they were here. And I find that very important. But we are working on that very important goal of getting the museum. So we're that's all coming together and working on that. That's awesome. I think so much of it, though, is just the... The, the name recognition and the respect for the artists that we all know and love and just the every years <laughs> Eddie trunk uh, is the mouse mouthpiece for it every year about the rock and roll hall of fame, how they're 
leaving people out, how they're getting it wrong. He's one of those champions, so it's it's very appropriate that he's in, uh, getting in this year, and he's he's hosting it. Is that kind of awkward, by the way? Say, and now congratulations to the next inductee, me. <laughs> How's that going to work? Or did you, or was that just like oh, we need to have Eddie host this? Also, it doesn't matter if he's being inducted. Well, of course, we, uh, we, myself and the board, we found it very appropriate now that it's Eddie's 40th anniversary. Yeah. And I, like you, I've been a big fan too, right? I mean, I'm a huge metalhead. Besides playing with a lot of the musicians and stuff and doing tours and whatever, recordings, uh, I'm also a huge fan. So, uh, and it's always a great honor to bring this event to everybody. But Eddie, yeah, what a great year to do it. And, and I kind of planned it that way. Um, and we're going to have some surprises, some people up there. So it's going to be nuts. It is going to be nice. And just like the names again, right away, other than of course, uh, Eddie, one, I wanted to talk to, there's a few I wanted to talk to you about. First one being Mick Mars. I mean, Mick is of course an icon with Motley Crue now, not with Motley Crue. What was the, I guess this kind of goes into the second part of the question you were alluding to before. What's the criteria because you look at Mick Mars, and there's metal influence, but Motley Crue isn't a metal band, but there's metal influence there. So why Mick? And it could be maybe his solo album now is, is more towards metal. Uh, yeah, I guess just why Mick and maybe not why Motley Crue, or I guess what the decision was there with uh, the Mick induction this year. Yeah, well, of course, Mick, so rightfully so, uh, needs to be inducted for sure. So does the band, actually. And that goes to my point I was making a couple minutes ago. It's And believe it or not, for the fans, they really don't understand the process. And it could be very difficult because some artists just don't care about awards. They want nothing to do with it. They just don't care. And I'm not doing anything. And that's it. So when the fans always ask me, I mean, I get asked all the time, well, how come this one's not? Well, you know, of course, we invite them, but they don't want to. They don't believe in awards. And that's unfortunate. But in Mick's case, I think the one thing that makes it especially nice is, unfortunately, all the issues he's going through with the band now. You know, and that's unfortunate. There's really no need for all those issues. But that's just the way the band, I think, unfortunately, dealt their cards to him, you know. And that's not cool. Yeah, it's just. Because there was always tension within Motley Crue, but it was always Vince and Tommy, Nikki and Vince, but and, and Mick always just seemed like everyone loves Mick, and it's just hard because especially for uh, for me, I don't have exactly his disease. His is uh, more bone and painful, where I have a neuro- neurological disability, which is weakness and balance. But I understand trying to just live your life and do things when your body is not allowing you to. So a part of me is just always looked up to Mick for that reason. And and do you know, and I, in his case, he may not know, is he going to physically be there uh, because of his health condition? Or is it going to be, do you have like a, a Zoom situation set up for him? Do, do you know that yet? We're going to do a video situation because he is unable to attend, unfortunately. It's very, very hard for him to move yeah. around. Uh, and that's that's horrible, you know. I mean, I think here and there he may try to do something, but it's very difficult. So um, we have to do it 
uh, with a video, unfortunately. We wish he could be there in person, but still what a great honor to have him for sure. And we're also going to be doing, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we're also going to be doing some things around his next drop for his song that's coming out for the album. So that's going to be exciting in a couple, well, a couple more days, a few more days. All right, cool, cool. And I'll, I'm gonna put it. This is a you know, pre-recorded podcast, but I like for it to be as live as possible. So this will be out the day we're recording this. Uh, and and I guess this kind of goes into my same question, where another artist that is just so underrated, and I'm glad he'll never be appreciated by the the other Hall of Fame, is Sebastian Bach, that he's being inducted. So, uh, and, and Sebastian definitely has the heavy metal influence and in vocals, but. Was there? What's the choice between electing Sebastian and not Skid Row? Where's the? Where does the difference lie? Where's that line go? Yeah, well, one of course, the the biggest contributing factor to how somebody gets inducted, an artist or a personality gets inducted into the Metal Hall of Fame, is the fan vote. So number one is the fan vote, and then from there that goes to our committee, and we decide what votes are there for whom, and then we set out that way. And that's a blind, it's like a double blind thing where everybody puts their vote in and, you know, it's not just one person or me. So the fans have a big say in a majority of it, actually. Wow, what the the opposite. This is a, what a shot in the heart because it makes me laugh. My wife just left and she is the biggest Dave Matthews fan. Uh, seen him like 60 times. And they won the fan vote. For the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it's like that didn't even exist. They didn't get in. Nothing happened. So what a slap in the face. Uh, so you are the, – the Metal Hall of Fame is completely different where it is about us, the, the, the fans, and, and who we care about and, and want to celebrate. So that's, uh, that's fantastic. And I, I can't wait to hear Sebastian's speech. You know he's just going to say something silly. You know, uh, Do you – know all these uh everyone personally that's being inducted by the way or are you are you meeting people yeah. for the first time yeah yeah for, for the most part yes absolutely i what just spoke it? with sebastian yesterday actually and ripper the night before so <laughs> and penelope not too far out from here so. <laughs> so let's let's go to that let's go down the line because i'm lucky i've been lucky enough to have had eddie trunk on the show uh mick mars hopefully this year we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, Sebastian is a bucket list, but I've had Tim Ripper Owens on. And one of the things that we spoke about, because it kind of, it, it hurts his heart. Like, I understand that he's not Rob Halford. He's not the the main story of Judas Priest, but he's a part of their story. He could have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with the rest of the band. But you are giving him the respect that he deserves, like the underrated respect because he is one of the top metal vocalists on, on every list that comes out so what can you tell us about uh tim and perhaps when you told him about the honor since he's he's getting into the metal hall of fame yeah and and ripper is also uh a dear friend and uh i haven't really spoken with him much before that although believe it or not um he performed the very first show with dio disciples so that's kind of cool and uh we had a conversation the other night and we were talking about it and, you know, Ripper is just, first of all, just amazing. Right. Uh, I was fortunate enough. We have him on the metal hall of fame, all-star CD. Uh, so I was thankful that uh, he did a track there 
on the CD, and that's for 100% goes to a charity. Um, and so it's guys like Rip, right, who have worked so hard, like, and like Rudy Sarzo comes to mind, right, who have worked so hard to carry that flag for us metalheads and for the music that we love so much that just never, nobody, I'm not going to say nobody cares about, but at least on the awards shows and things, uh, they feel that, that they're just not relevant when in fact they are. They're the basis of the music and the foundation of music that we love so much. So they mm-hmm. have to, and that's what we do. And Ripper's story is metal. Like his story, I know they, they changed it a bit with uh, Jennifer Aniston and uh, Mark Wahlberg a little bit, but his story is metal. To, to live that his life singing for a tribute band and then join that band, that story should be immortalized, not Isn't just by amazing? Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I'm right? sorry. What, what, amazing? It, it is amazing. It is. It's, 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 uh, you couldn't make it up if you tried, but that's what actually happened in his life. And, he's, and uh, he was awesome on the show, very humble. Uh, human being and one of the the most underrated names that people want to think about and i'm so glad you are acknowledging her she should be in the other one which is i'll keep minimizing whatever it is ah. uh, uh penelope spheris she's been on the show i mean what an icon with the the kind of western civilization series with wayne's world i mean just those two in addition to other movies she's directed she gets it. She was there at the forefront of, of some of these the biggest movements in rock and roll. So it's just another like I'm glad that she deserves an award. I mean, I, I'm glad that she is not one of those that isn't attending and doesn't think she deserves awards because she deserves to be acknowledged. So what can you tell us about, uh, you know, Penelope and, and, and why she deserves to be in the Medal Hall of Fame? Well, first of all, Penelope, she's a sweetheart, number one. And yeah. man, she just kick ass, right? She really, yeah. she kicks a metal ass. And besides Wayne's World, which was awesome, you know, she also directed some videos for Megadeth, Night Ranger. She also did segments for Saturday Night Live. So she is a decline, of course, of Western Civilization series. Unbelievable. Just iconic, especially for for our genre of music. I know, uh, especially because I I like the the whole series. The first one being about punk, but that second one, you know, the metal years. I mean, it says it right there in the name, and it's just that is mandatory viewing. Uh, I think for any metalhead to watch that because you can see success stories and you can just see like, wow, these people never made it. Just what a glimpse a time capsule that she just provided. So yeah, it's not just the musicians, not just the radio people, but the directors, the people that were there when these uh, genres were formed in the early years. Uh, I know it's their surprise guests, but is there any other names that are on the tip of your tongue that you maybe want to say, but you don't have to say right now? Uh, hmm. Or what could we maybe expect for performances? Uh, any Anything you're allowed to hint at us? Sure. Well, for the performances, so there'll be some surprise performances, but I do know, of course, one of Hollywood's favorite bands, London. You familiar with them? They've had I, I, the immediate analogy that came into my brain was Menudo, 
Aren't they like a kind of like a menudo of the that 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 scene where they keep changing members? Of course, Nikki Six, famously from London, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. They've had a lot of guys and a lot of major players in and out of that band, so they'll be performing. Okay, which is great. Um, I know uh, Vinny Apice is going to be there, and I believe he's going to be playing with um, Carlos and Bjorn Anglin from Ingve Malmsteen, uh, the bass player. Uh, I know we're going to have Kings of Thrash with Dave Elson and Chris Poland and the guys. They're going to be playing. Um, a lot of the other all-star, Joel Holkstra, is going to be performing. So we have some nice things set up for sure. That'll be a lot of fun. Very cool. Is this because, of course, people are in the area can can go and tickets are on on sale uh, right now. But is there are you going to broadcast it? I don't know about live, but after the fact, you're going to put out a DVD. Uh, how can others watch this if they're not going to be in attendance? Yeah, we had a deal originally, which we did some of the other shows with Amazon, but we're going to be moving, I think, over to Roku in the near future. So I believe it'll be up there for sure. Okay, live or after the fact? After the fact, yeah. Oh, okay, no, that's that, that's be great. Important live, you know. Oh sure. yeah, well, just like the whole uh, the other other people do, yeah, yeah. Uh, and speaking of the other people, you know, I, I recently put out because I've had a couple. I've interviewed like Joel Parisman and 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 so like the the president and um and the other people at the Hall of Fame and and uh, of course being in the what what's that? Have you ever spoke with Jan? Jan, no, no, the one that was let go and fired yeah. for saying all those ridiculous things. No, do you have any, do you have opinions on him? Like, because I had an off-air conversation with one of the biggest names ever in in like voices in music. Let's just say, you know, from the '60s, '70s, whatever that should be in there. And I'll just do him a favor, not say his name, sure. but just but just knowing that because he thought the initial idea of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was stupid, of being like, how can you have a place to keep rocking. And I don't know. He's probably just speaking existentially. And ever since, just because he said that Jan has kept him out, this very deserving person. So it's just, it's kind of messed up that this person kind of had a, such a stronghold over, you know, people's lives essentially, uh, or being acknowledgement or getting their flowers before they pass away. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts that you want to share on, on him being, uh, you know, saying those racist and sexist things and then being let go from the Hall of Fame? You don't have to. I know it's, you can no, say. I, listen, I don't mind at all. Uh, he should have been for what happened. Unfortunately, those things were said. Um, but it also comes down to when you have an organization such like the Metal Hall of Fame and theirs, and I'm sure others, no matter what it is, you always have a board to answer to. You have the director. Uh, even some of the music stores, right? Like Guitar Center, for example, or Sam Ash. There's always, well, Sam Ash is a family-owned, wonderful business, by the way. By the way, that's the other thing we're going to be doing. Uh, just to go off track for a second, we're going to be doing a great tribute to Sammy Ash, who unfortunately passed away. And he was one of our nice. some years ago. So we're going to have some, that's going to be a very nice moment as well um, at the gala on January 24th. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's always somebody that, has to answer to a board and in that case the board did the right thing of course you know for sure yeah no you you can't deal with that no i never uh interviewed him uh the other one i was thinking of was uh greg harris uh the yeah. president uh over there 
And uh-huh. I asked about this, of course, if you weren't able to tell just by the the name of the podcast and the GNR memorabilia on my head and behind me, it's a, a Guns N' Roses themed podcast. I use these six degrees of GNR bacon, as I call it, to connect to everything. So just a few related things there, because when I spoke to to both uh, Greg and Joel and asked about the night Guns N' Roses was inducted and you know how Green Day almost filled in until Miles Kennedy came in at last minute. And there's just always been a, like a, a few situations where they try to reunite a band or an artist and it doesn't come to fruition. But I'm thinking now for you, perhaps now that Axel and Slash are together, and it just got me thinking because I know Guns N' Roses isn't metal, but you ha- you're inducting Sebastian, you're inducting uh, Mick Mars. And it's kind of the same with with GNR where they have metal influences. I asked my listeners where there are metal-ish songs, more of the Chinese democracy era. So has it ever occurred to you maybe that the Metal Hall of Fame could do it right and maybe induct Guns N' Roses and you would have Axel and Slash and get a proper uh, ceremony for them? Is that something that's, that's crossed your mind at all? Oh, sure, of course. And our tagline is the most important night in hard rock and heavy metal. So for sure, we have hard rock influences okay. and these, and that's something that I think we'd want to work on too. But again, as you just mentioned, the hard part is when you have bands that need to reunite, who's allowed to be up there, who's not. We've been told by bands too, well, we're going to have such and such and such and such, but such and such are not allowed to come or be part of it. Unfortunately, you get that too. That's got to be, is that one of the most frustrating things uh, about what you, you do when you're like, oh, we have this great opportunity, but for whatever reason, the ball's in their court and they're just not, they're not playing, playing ball. They don't want to do this. Just like Deep Purple did it with Richie Blackmore. Same thing. Yeah. Maybe you're sure. supposed to say that, but <laughs> it's out now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's, uh, again, it's just something that's always brought up every year when you see the Hall of Fame in my world to be like, man, knowing that they've been, you know, they made up after the fact, you know, at the time, Axel wrote this whole long letter that he didn't, why he didn't want to be inducted. So it just seems like maybe that this could be something that he would want to do, that the Metal Hall of Fame is kind of what rock and roll should be. It's kind of like an outsider, you know, and that seems like more of a, I don't know. So I'm hoping that you do it. I would love to see Guns N' Roses or, or Axel himself be inducted uh, one of these Me years. Me too. Uh, for sure I would. But again, you get some of those artists that just, they don't want to take any part in anything and they just really don't care about anything, unfortunately. And and that, I feel sorry for myself as a fan and the fans themselves. That's not cool. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want you to say any names and get anyone like in trouble, but... How about like maybe names that you haven't gotten to yet that you're looking already like ahead of being like, you know what? I hope this person gets inducted. Like you haven't gotten a no from them yet, but they're on your list for the next, maybe next year or five years. Uh, anyone that you're, you're already thinking about, or is it all this year you're, you're, you're focused? Uh, yeah, I know. I know next year. Well, and I guess I can say this. I know next year we're looking at, uh, I already spoke with Zach Wilde and Pantera. So that's coming up for next year. Hopefully uh, that works out as scheduled now, but we'll see about that. Yeah. So working on that right there, because the process, you just start immediately. Uh, so uh, what so, next. Okay. So you're already working on next year already, even though 20, 
because you have the touring schedules and who's available where. And now don't forget with COVID, that's the problem with NAM that has been an issue for many artists, especially this year, because now everybody's back. I think I can safely say in full swing now over the past several years, but there's a COVID, yeah. right? And, yeah. and, but a lot of guys are out on tour and I think a lot of the, the dynamics have, have changed now. So it's going to be interesting to see who's on tour when and who's available. when. Yeah, it is tricky. While well, everyone's still back in full swing, people have changed how they travel and just when they travel and it's just it's 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 a different world full swing but it's a different swing i guess it's just because i i'm here working from home before covid i would do my podcast from uh where i work at, at iheart but i'm able to work from home and uh interview the ceo uh, and, and founder of the metal hall of fame from uh, the comfort of my own home so it's some good things come out of it but i think it is great that right now that so many things are virtual to be able to have this thing online and i'm sure are you going to be posting clips in all your socials throughout the night kind of like uh kind of like a live experience like they do with the red carpet yeah especially with the red carpet the red carpet's like totally out of control <laughs> this year i know we're going to have a lot of major movie producers television producers and sports stars in attendance so we always get some kind of entertainment component outside of music that who are who are metalheads. I know our, our association with Supercross, which is huge. We're gonna have some of the top writers from Supercross there and and the top executives from Feld Entertainment. So that's such a great honor too. And we've uh we're gonna be doing some I'm gonna be announcing shortly well actually I can say this that uh, I'm gonna be at the Supercross show at Angel Stadium on Saturday, I think that's the 27th, and we'll be in attendance there with the Metal Hall of Fame booth and uh, right as part of Supercross. So that's going to be a lot of fun for 65,000 fans, and I'm sure most of them and I know are metalheads. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That's cool. I bet you didn't imagine that you would be doing this when you were a little uh, Pat metalhead in New Jersey, you know, just growing up. I'm not too far away from you. I'm in uh, Forest Hills, Queens. Uh, I mean, it's it's far, you know how, like you know, with the traffic, but it's not really that far. Uh, do you remember your first metal show? Just curious, what what really uh, injected you with the love for uh, he uh, heavy metal and rock and roll? Well, my very first concert was Kiss. Um, that was seventy nine, which was that was awesome. So I guess we could say at least rock uh, metal. Of course, I've you know been to all the shows. Uh, Dio, which was great. Purple, the the um when they reunited for perfect strangers in 84 that was a great show of course ian gillen i'm a huge deep purple fan so and sabbath so ian gillen with the born again tour that kicked ass that was great so it's been a lot yeah all right v very cool now i all these bands that just deserve recognition and we metalheads we who love the hard rock and metal genre we thank you for for doing this because it's a frustration every year of just not just like, okay, who's left out because there's only a, a select that can get in. You know, I'm a sports guy. It could be the same thing for the baseball hall of famer. You know, you talk about it, but when you're not even of the genre, like it, it's just so frustrating when people are not of the genre getting in over people like 
Like it's just it doesn't make sense over bad company. Hey, bless her, Dolly Parton. I know she made a, a rock album now, but it's it, that doesn't make sense to me. That's just it's it's so it's it's that's what's one of the most frustrating things is let it be ours. You know, you're making this ours. You have made this ours. This uh this Metal Hall of Fame because the other one I think is just I mean Eddie Trunk has gone on plenty of rants about it. It's just it's frustrating as a rock fan. We we're always the word I used before. We're the underdog. We're always kind of fighting for why our music is our favorite, and we shouldn't have to at the home base, at the home of what's is supposed to celebrate it. So it's just awesome that the Metal Hall of Fame is doing it right and then uh, is celebrating it right. And and I would be remiss. Is do you have a, a Guns N' Roses story? Because I know you, none of them are being inducted or nothing directly. I couldn't find anything on online do you have a six degrees of gnr bacon have you met any of the guys or seen them in concert any uh hidden guns of roses story uh gnr no not really all right <laughs> no, not really. that's fair that's fair uh i will ask you this though this is the last one because i i want to put in addition to just this full episode i'm going to start to promote things on patreon so do you have like a page uh a story whatever you want like one of your maybe your favorite stories and I'll just edit the story out and put it out on uh, Patreon itself. But like one of your favorite stories that you'd like to tell uh, just throughout your career. Do you have like a, you know, when you're at a dinner party and like, oh, this is this is my go to story. Do you have any of those? Oh, I got lots of those. <laughs> OK. Uh, but I, I could say, uh, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the genre of music, but I saved Ringo Starr from being assassinated one year. Um, I, uh, yeah, so there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different stories. I don't even know which one to pick, but, but Ringo, of course, is up there for sure. So if you want to hear the, the, the stories of, of Pat, uh, his favorite Deep Purple moment and saving uh, Ringo's life, that'll be on, on Patreon exclusive. But it, it, we, we wrap up the entire episode of Appetite for Distortion now. Pat says, Waldo, thank you so much for your time. Really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for all the hard work that you do. And I hope we get to do this again. Oh, you know what? I would love to. Maybe we do it after the gala. That would be wonderful. Of course, if you're going to be out there, let me know. Um, but thank you. And thank you to all the fans because they're the ones that make this possible. And the fan support is everything. Without them, we have nothing. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you may know it might have been earlier in, in your life, but I have an eight-month-old. So travel is limited. Oh, uh, boy. However, the, the previously mentioned uh, Dave Matthews, my wife has already made plans for us to go to London next year to go see Dave. I mean, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay in the hotel with the kid, but <laughs> she's to see Dave Matthews. Oh, story for another time. A story for another time. Pat, thank you so much. Uh, this does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? The words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. I don't know if soon is the word. But you'll see it. Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home.